It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is, as always, an absolute pleasure to have you all out there listening to us. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, best-selling author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Last week, we received masterclasses in both building a marketplace and the mobile approach with Matt Brady of Rock Pamper Scissors. If you want to hear about that one, it's number 67. This week, we're going for something a little bit different. So I want to introduce you to today's special guest. Nick Skaburn is the lead growth marketer, what a great job title, um, of Honest Brew, which is the UK's largest craft beer club. They stock over 120 different craft beers and have a range of subscription options. They've been in existence since May 20. 2014 and already have 20,000 paying customers, including 3,000 active subscribers. Hi, Nick. Hey, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing fabulous. I love fabulous. That's a great (laughs) phrase for it. I've just given our listeners a really, really, really quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you personally get get started off in e-commerce? Oh, personally, personally, I got started off a few years ago in Sweden working for a company called Electrolux, who's the biggest kitchen appliance maker in the world. And there I started off of actually introducing e-commerce to them, essentially, because at that point, I think like four years ago, they were a pure offline player. So they even treated like Amazon as one of their like retailer options, basically, not as their like uh, an e-commerce partner. So it was quite a, quite an interesting journey of actually creating um, new different web shops, different brands. Electrolux owns 50 different brands as well. So which Whoa. ones should go online, which ones should go that should be purely offline and for which markets as well, like all around the world. Uh, so it's quite, quite interesting also because Electrolux is a bit of an old company, right? So 150 years old. There's a lot of things around for inter- in internal IT that's around since the 70s and 80s uh, and has never been updated. So making that work with all the APIs and FTPs that to sync uh, products and stocks was quite hard. But eventually we got it to work. Wow, that's, that's like uh, some people's idea of e-commerce heaven and some people's idea of e-commerce hell. So much opportunity, <laughs> but so much complexity as well. A great grounding, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's definitely a really good experience, actually, of how like slow a big company like operates, but then also when some people are really motivated, how fast things can actually move. Oh, cool. So then, and then you found your way to, uh, to Honest Brew. Um, not exactly, actually. So when I moved away from Sweden, I moved to the UK. Um, I founded my old digital agency for some time and hustled uh, around London for a bit. <laughs> I didn't really exactly work out. So we kind of shut that down. Um, and I joined TransferWise, uh, so the international money transfer platform. Oh, or yeah. One of, like, yeah, one of the few UK uh unicorns so to say right now mm-hmm. uh so that was quite exciting and there i was a bit more away from e-commerce more into uh partnerships and affiliates uh which was quite an interesting thing um and then about five or six months ago i 
joined Honestville mostly because of two things. I really like the team that was Honestville. So it's a really small team, right? So only eight people at the time. Uh, but they had like a super good idea, super cool product. Um, and the other one was basically come from a very small town in Slovenia where like a third of the town is employed by the local brewery. And uh, um, so coming from a local town with a brewery, with a massive brewery and working with craft beer kind of made sense for that moment. So it was definitely a very interesting <laughs> experience. So you've got beer in the blood then? Yeah, so to say. <laughs> cool. I'm going to jump back a stage because you said one of the UK's only unicorns. And I'm going to man up and ask a question. What do you mean by a unicorn? Ah, so unicorn, the typical startup unicorn is a company that's valued over 1 billion US dollars. So think big startups like Airbnb or Uber. Ah, cool. Right. That makes all the sense because I know some of the listeners will have been going, should I know what a unicorn is? Is, is this <laughs> a, some e-commerce tactic I've not heard of? Oh my God, what's There's going on? There's a lot on? of buzzwords going around. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. And you've, you've got to just not be afraid to ask what it means. Um, okay, cool. So, so you've been at Honest Brew for a while now. So do you want to tell us a bit about um, what Honest Brew is like at the moment? Because you're UK based, are you selling only to the UK or are you overseas as well? Yeah, so currently we're selling only to the UK. Um, we haven't ventured overseas as, uh, as of yet, uh, mostly because it's quite an expensive operation um, to ship there. Um, as most of our beers are still uh, bottled in glass. Um, so they're not only like in cans, which is kind of makes shipping quite complicated because of breakages. Um, and the other part is we are all about the freshness. So we aim, for example, to have beer in our subscribers or our customers' hands or at deliver to their doors within probably four weeks since the beer was bottled. So it's really fresh. Like basically we're operating kind of like in just in time um, complexity. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's two really good reasons to leave international alone for the time being, isn't it? It's like the product itself is fragile and yeah. has lots of legal complications and it's heavy and it's bulky compared to the price of the items. And uh, we pride ourselves on getting it to you fresh. Yeah, exactly. So Going overseas means basically opening a whole uh, local operations team uh, at like whichever country we choose from. Yeah, so that'd, that'd be a, a big move, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, so you're in the UK selling to the UK, and it's all about beer. Um, what's the what's the platform you're selling on? Are you on a Shopify, Magento? Have you got something bespoke for those subscriptions? So, no, we actually don't have anything. We have a few bespoke plugins, but our main um, platform still is WooCommerce. So we use a combination of WooCommerce and WordPress. Uh, we have, of course, internally of how we pick beers and stuff like that. We have a few internal tools developed uh, mm -hmm. with our partner company from India. So we actually do not employ any developers at the moment, but everything else we actually run in-house. We use everything from the operations teams, customer support, marketing, um, uh, accounting, and everything else. Wow. So how many of you are there in the team then in total, the in-house team? So currently we're 11 people so far and we're still looking to hire a few more by the end of the year, probably. Cool. And how many have uh, joined you on the marketing side of things? 
So in the marketing, there's currently two, me and Annabelle. So Annabelle is one of the co-founders, actually. Um, she focuses a lot on uh, partnerships, so different partnerships that we have, for example, with Metro, with Timeout, and similar like big player mar uh, like partnerships. Where my role is more in terms of focusing on how do we optimize our conversion rates? How do we optimize our spend on digital ads, meaning paid social uh, ads on Facebook, ads on Google, um, our affiliates as well. So that's kind of like my role is more a bit more operational, so a bit more tied into the product as well in terms of landing pages, how does the homepage perform and everything. Cool. So just nipping back to Annabelle's role for a second, because I know some people will be going, mm -hmm. how do you partner with Metro? Shouldn't that just be PR? Um, so for, actually, for those of you who are international don't know, Metro is, is a newspaper in London that's very, very popular newspaper. Um, so that partnership bit, I'm guessing it's kind of reader's offers that you're running as a yeah. recruitment method. Would that be about right? Yeah. So we are very open, actually, to or very inclined um, to give an offer upfront for new customers, uh, which usually means either um, giving our first box 50% off or giving a certain amount um, of our uh, first box, for example, in terms of valuing pounds. Um, and that's the same thing as we do with Metro. So it's kind of hard to track, of course, because we kind of treat it as above the line advertising. Yeah. Um, as it's offline, so we send people to a dedicated landing page, um, but not all of the people will remember that landing page, right? So, <laughs> oh no, some of them, yeah, some of them remember the code, and then they just go to Google, type in Honest Brew, land on the homepage, and then convert through another another metric. So it's kind of hard for us to attribute the right amount of users. So we kind of do a combination between tracking online and then how many voucher codes with, with of those were actually attributed uh, like converted but it's it's that type of marketing that's very much a mix of building brand awareness as well as getting the direct call to action so it's oh yeah which makes it extra especially hard to track doesn't it yeah cool so on on your side you're all about getting the website right and getting the um getting the traffic right yeah essentially yeah so of course, we're not like Honest Brew is not a unicorn like we discussed before, right? So yeah. we don't have uh, like the backings of uh, big venture capitalist firms at the moment. So we're basically raised uh, about a year and a half ago, a private round of 250,000 pounds. And about a year ago or October, actually, October in uh, 2015, we did a crowdfunding round of uh, which we aimed for 300,000 pounds and we raised just over 400,000 pounds. Oh, nice. So a bit of, yeah, a bit of overfunding, which means that we're very much um, about every pound we want to turn it over twice. So we're very much about how much can we afford to spend on a, an acquired user. So when you say turn it over twice, you mean if we spend a pound, we've got to make two pounds back in sales. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's like you've got the cash, but we've got to spend it wisely. Exactly. Because I mean, otherwise, if one of our levers, like marketing levers moves too much, like conversion rate or our cost per acquisition, um, we run out of money, like probably like months sooner than we expected to actually do. So, Which would which be bad. <laughs> yeah. 
what makes things very complicated. Oh, cool. Just nipping back to the website quickly before we kind of dive into the mar- more of the marketing stuff. Are there any kind of key widgets or plugins you've got going on in the world of merchandising or reviews or anything uh, on the site? Um, we have a few uh, like standard widgets that are quite known for WordPress, like Yoast. Um, we use uh, we use Kinsta as our hosting provider as well. So Sumo Me was also another really mm-hmm. cool widget that we just started to use for. Um, our exit intent banners or for welcome ads pages and things like that. So uh, basically the standard ones that uh, most of like the really high successful and high growth companies use right now. Cool. And just for those who don't know, Yoast is an SEO plugin for WordPress. Um, exactly. Makes think- SEO very easy to actually set up on your web- on your WordPress website. It- it kind of beats you around the head when you don't bother as well, <laughs> from my personal experience. It's going, no, you haven't done that. You haven't done that. Go on, do it, <laughs> which sometimes is what you need. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, so, Nick, what do you think, from your perspective within Honest Brew, is the most awesome thing about the business right now? The most awesome thing um, is how we actually differentiated ourselves uh, between our competitors. So, um each subscriber that actually subscribes to us uh, has its own has his own unique taste uh, of what kind of beer they like. Some people like really dark beers. Some people don't actually never want to try a dark beer ever in their life again. For example, <laughs> so it's it's really it's really hard to judge. And a lot of our competitors just kind of group people in like different groups. So people that don't like dark beers, people that only like uh, Indian pale ales, for example, and we don't do that. Um, so we really tailor the website and the experience to each individual. Um, and it actually means that each box that we send out from our warehouse is unique to each customer. So each customer gets 12 totally different beers, uh, than, for example, his neighbor, if he's also an honest brew subscriber. So that's what really excites me. And that's what really excites our customers as well. Wow. And so is, is that data based on how they reviewed previous boxes? Exactly. So we have, uh, you can start off the service. When you start off the service, we ask you about, we have six different flavors. So, and we ask you which kinds of flavors do you like. So, and then people say, oh, I really like like a citrusy flavor. And, but I really don't like like a chocolate or a coffee flavor for, for beers. And that kind of gives us the first impression about the user. Then when they come back to the websites, when they, of course, had their first box, um, they already know they can rate the beers. Oh, I like this beer. I really didn't like this beer. Um, or even write like comments to us, for example. So for our operations team sees comments all the time. And comments range from all aspects. So, for example, there are people out there that they don't want to receive um beer in cans for example they only want to receive beer in bottles and there's on the other hand there's also people that don't want to receive uh, beers in bottles because uh, they didn't have good experience with them so they only want to receive uh, beers in bottle in um, sorry in cans uh, so it's quite, quite an interesting and then of course you have the really really beer uh, big beer gigs that are like oh i only want ipas that are over four percent basically or something like that it's really specific yeah Oh, cool. You mentioned then about the tins and that's kind of one of the product innovations on Esprit have done, isn't it? In the world of what you're calling howlers, which are sets of tinned beer rather than bottled beer. Is that that innovation side, is that really important to to your growth plans? 
uh, yeah, definitely. So we're always looking like kind of like for the next big thing for our customers. Um, and basically that innovation comes from our customers. So what we do basically every week is invite a few people to our office to have a few beers um, and to just chat about their experience with Honest Brew. And during those sessions, we come up with a lot of ideas. And one of these ideas was actually a howler. So a howler, for those of you who don't know, is half a growler. So a growler would be like a big uh, glass bottle that you would go to a brewery with, and it's, uh, it's two liters uh, of fresh beer. So a howler, so half a growler, is a liter of like really brewery fresh beer. And how we actually innovated, so it's not like in a packed in a glass, is we just stacked three cans on top of each other and kind of packed it in a tube. So it's really convenient for like carrying around, getting delivered to the office, giving as a gift for like for Father's Day that was in the middle of June, for example. Um, it's really like all around a super gift, which is also really cheap. Excellent. I, I like that because it's, it's one of those areas we quite often forget about is how we can innovate the products to increase the sales. And, and listening to your customers every week must give you so many ideas. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, Nick, what's on your, your radar, your to-do list at the moment? Uh, my to-do list at the moment, um, we are launching uh, our new marketing strategies. So we're venturing more into... Um, more into native ads, more into content uh, marketing as well. Um, and that's like the biggest to-do list of figuring out what type of content should we promote on Esbu with. Um, a lot of times food comes comes around um, as the same as with wine. So what kind of food can we pair with beer, uh, which we're looking into it. Uh, a lot of times is also uh, focusing on different customer segments. So. For example, we figured out that cycling and beer go along really well together um, for some reason. So there's a lot of cyclists, at least in, around London, where we figured out, oh, they're really like really big fans of craft beer. Um, so nowadays we actually go like to different cycling events and promote ourselves there. Oh, cool. um, and that works really well. On the other side, there's also like a lot of marathon runners are really big fans of craft beer. Really? Um, yeah. So there's, we actually launched quite a series of a few articles about um, like drinking craft beer after a run and how it's supposed to help you. Um, and I was quite well received, but drove quite a lot of organic traffic to our website, actually. Now, that is a factor I think I might try and avoid my boyfriend hearing about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going for a run to the pub. <laughs> I'll be back sometime later. It's good for me. Honest. <laughs> yeah. Science proved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh cool so so on the oh just to go back to native ads can you quickly explain what those are for anyone listening who's not familiar with the the native ads concept yeah so native ads will for example be um ads that you see on basically any big uh, publisher like cnn or msn or the telegraph for example and you see at the end of articles, you usually see a set of recommended articles based on that topic. And those, some of them are usually paid ads. Um, and those are what we call native ads, essentially. So the customer or the visitor of your website already has kind of like an idea of what they're interested in. And basically the native ad platform serves uh, them articles that are kind of on topic of that as well. Excellent. So you've got a lot of writing ahead of you. Definitely. So that's we together with our freelance copywriters. Yeah. 
Oh, cool. Well, let's take a step back because that's your new marketing strategy. And I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people have heard your job title, Lead Growth Marketer, and will be like, ooh, I I need to know more about this. So Nick, what I want want to ask you now is around ideas for growing the business because that's your job title, isn't it? It's Lead Growth Marketer. So have you got a few tips for all of those listening out there who are trying to find a way to grow their business fast or even to grow their business at all? Just a, a few quick ideas for them. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, uh, my role is more kind of like a growth hacker. So how do we unlock growth uh, in a very fast way? And it also needs to be sustainable long term. So otherwise you can go like, for example, to Facebook advertising, uh, spend a whole bunch of budget on Facebook ads and you're going to get a bunch of traffic, but that traffic might not convert. Um, at all. So my number one tip is before you go like into like big into marketing or growth hacking, so to say, is first be very sure that your product is the right for the customer. So and the only way you're going to ensure that is when you're going to talk to the customers, uh, multiple ones of them, and they're really like passionate about the product. Then you know that your product is on a level that you can actually introduce it really to the masses, so to say. Um, once you have the product, it's really more about creating um, a community. Um, so the people that you already talk with, they're really passionate about the product and they really talk about passionate about it. And those are also the customers that will go out uh, and promote your product by themselves, essentially. Um, and having a referral program uh, for those people would actually motivate them even to do an extra step. Um, And that's basically how you grow your website by yourself. So we're very much a company here at Honest Brew that don't want to rely a lot on our marketing budget uh, of like buying traffic, pay traffic every day. So we really kind of like try to focus more about creating a community of We call them super inviters, where people that are really passionate about craft beer and passionate about Honest Brew, and they go actively out by themselves to actually promote it. Um, And we do different stuff for them, right? So we have an invite program for them. Uh, We regularly invite them to different events, to breweries all around London, uh, give them some merchandise as well. They're really happy about it. And we see that on our Twitter feed as well. It's same people basically uh, promoting us to their friends all the time. Wow, because I think a lot of people would have assumed when it's lead growth marketer, they'd be like, oh, he must be all over pay-per-click and SEO, sending out some emails, maybe dabbling in some social ads. But actually, it's much more about listening to the customer, building the relationship between the business and the customer, and then finding ways to incentivize the customer to do what you want them to do. Would that be about right? Yeah, that sounds about, about exactly right. So, and that's really drives like long-term growth as well. So, um, of course, paid clicks are part of the business, but if you really want sustainable long-term good growth is creating communities, the easiest way to do it. Okay, so well, there you go, everyone who's struggling. Let's make sure you're looking after your existing customers because that's, that's a huge part of it. As you all know, um, very much in my mind, a huge part of it as well. Right, Nick, it's time we go into the top tips round. And I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Nick, your book top tip, if everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? 
Uh, I would recommend Peter Thiel's From Zero to One. Because? Uh, because I think it really gives a good insight about uh, entrepreneurship and how to start off a business uh, from a person that actually did like did it multiple times. It's really about more about customer obsession about and how to actually be a leader. Excellent. It's not one I've come across. I'm going to have to look that one up myself. Uh, so the traffic top tip next. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Um, I think paid social on Facebook still doesn't get the press that it deserves. Of course, it's more push marketing than pull marketing, uh, but there's still not a lot of press, for example, for Facebook. Are you um, are you a fan of the CRM bits where you upload the email lists or the remarketing when you've cooked the site, or are you purely just going after those demographic profiles? Uh, I would say a bit of combination of both. So remarketing, of course, is really well in terms of cost per acquisition, but you, of course, need to first introduce the website uh, yeah. to the visitors. So it's more of a combination of all three, I would say. Okay, cool. Uh, the tool top tip next then, uh, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? Uh, yeah, that would be Trello, definitely. That's the only thing that keeps us sane and on top of things <laughs> and what we need to do. Oh, so many people come on and talk about team, team uh, project organizing tools. So, so yeah, Trello, a very popular one. Uh, next, the startup top tip then. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first recommendation for them? Uh, ooh, first recommendation. That's, that's a hard one. Uh, really find 10 friends and ask them like in depth if they would use the product or not. I thought I had a feeling you'd go to the customer research angle, given what we've been talking about today. Cool. Well, Master Plan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 68. Nick, before we say goodbye, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and Honest Brew on the web and social media? Yeah, so we're present basically on all of the social media channels. You can just look for Honest Brew. Uh, and online, our website is honestbrew.co.uk, which you can gladly check it out. Excellent. Uh, I'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about in today's show in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 68, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Nick, thank you so much for being on the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast today, sharing your growth hacking tips and tricks with us and for being so generous, sharing everything. Yeah, no worries. My pleasure. Hopefully everybody learned uh, something new as well. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Well, we finished that interview just in the nick of time as uh, as Nick got surrounded by people talking right at the end there. Well, everybody, um, I hope you really enjoyed that. Such So interesting to hear a business that's in that kind of capital raising startup process, really just focusing in on looking after the customers and using the customer's love for their products to make the business better and to recruit more customers to the business without just going at it with ads. They're doing it in a really sustainable manner. So hopefully you've all picked up lots of tips and tricks from that. That theory is really at the heart of my brand new book, my new bestseller, Customer Manipulation. 
And right now you can get the first chapter totally for free at customermanipulation.com. So head over there and get started on that journey and get some extra tips and tricks right away. Make sure you come back next week where we'll have more great interviews for you. For now, though, have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.